When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, everybody. This is the Cricket Badger podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. The name badger probably comes from the French word bêche, meaning digger. Hello everybody, welcome along, it is another edition of the Cricket Badger Podcast and it is great to have you with us, we've seen the end of the third test match, we're now looking ahead to test matches four and five as we go through the rest of this English cricket summer, it's been a terrific series so far and joining me to talk about it, as you can see on the right hand side of the screen today, we have my wonderful fan badgers, we have Anand Beaker, we have Naman Shah and we have Rito Maitra. Um, talking to us. Anand, let's start with you because you were struggling to get onto our call. Are you? Can we hear you? Can we see you? I think we can. I think I finally got things figured out. It's always fun when you start your laptop up and it wants to do a restart with all the Windows updates. I was just waiting for it to get started again. Well, you, you've just reminded me that my laptop was nearly out of battery, so I've just plugged that in whilst we were talking there. Um what I want to do today is kind of have a look at the team selections, if anything, for the uh, the Oval Test match. And I've seen a lot of uh, Indian fans. Um, Anand and Naman both are Indian badges. Rito is an English badger. Um, but let's talk about the Indian team selection first. Talk about the Oval being a little bit more spin-friendly. Um, certainly Old Trafford um, has recently been very spin-friendly. Um, Ashwin coming in and potentially Sharma, Ishant Sharma dropping out because he wasn't fantastic at Headingley. But I've seen a lot of people talking about Rahani's place, Anand, um, at number five. He's not been in sparkling form. He's got a few runs here and there. He's looked quite nice when he's been in. Um, I can't see them dropping the vice captain. I don't see Rahane dropped for this test just yet. Uh, I think he'll get, you know, one more, possibly even two more tests. Rahane has done very well in England. So, sure, this series, he hasn't set England on fire just yet. But uh, Rahane does have the ability and the technique to play in these seeming conditions. Now, certainly it comes down to, you know, I think 
they need to perform, right? So I think Pujara had a decent inning out there. It really depends on when these batsmen come in. So uh, uh, there are a lot of variables in play here, but I think Rani is going to get one more test. The biggest variable, though, I think in team selection might be, is Ravindra Jadeja fit? So he's been taken to the hospital. I wonder what happens if he's not fit. Because Kohli has a couple of choices, right? He can go with the five-baller theory, which he has been doing so far, and have four pacers and Ashwin. Or does he go with six batsmen, four bowlers? And with Ashwin being a spin bowler who's, you know, Ashwin, when you compare Jadeja and Ashwin, Jadeja is a very good spin bowler, but Ashwin has more. He's able to provide more. He's got more dip. He's got some variations in there. Uh, so is that opportunity to, you know, get an extra batsman in? And I think that's really going to depend on what Kohli and Shasta think. I suspect Kohli has always mentioned he likes five bowlers. I think yeah. they're still going to go in with five bowlers. Okay. So you, on that basis, that, that doesn't... Uh... No man, where do you stand on Rahani? Um, Ajinki Rahani. I, I mean, I think he's a terrific player. He hasn't necessarily shown his best in this series just yet. But I, I've seen a few people on Twitter telling me today that um, Vihari should come in for him. I mean, Vihari hasn't played since they started this series, has he? He hasn't had any cricket at all apart from in the net. So, I mean, that's that's one of the problems with this series, isn't it? There's nobody getting loads of cricket in behind the scenes that's saying pick me, pick me, pick me, because I've just scored 200 in the last week. There's nobody doing that now. So, uh, not to be so much harsh on Rahane, but I feel that uh, he and Bujar are only playing one format and it's been a huge journey right now for them and uh, also taking COVID scenarios. They are playing since uh, Australia season, so it's uh, like too many tests India have already played. So, I guess one of Pujara or Rahane maybe need to take rest. It's not about dropping them. But the COVID has also given this cushion of taking huge squad uh, along with you. So, we have so many players to choose from. So, I just suggest not about dropping Rahane. But uh, since this oval is one of the flattest wickets, I still remember that uh, Pant last time in 2008 had scored a turn. And also, this is the only ground where Butler has so much success. Uh, last time, he had scored 90s and 80s on this ground itself. And uh, uh, batsmen fancy this kind of wicket. So, I just feel that somewhere down the earth, this is the perfect wicket where they would like to introduce uh, Surya Kumar Yadav. Uh, I feel that uh, he could be introduced in this uh, match in place of Rane. And uh, as Anand mentioned, that if Jadeja is injured, uh, we do have like-for-like -like replacement in the name of Aksar Patel if, if it comes to bowling. And I'm sure that India is going to go with two spinners on this wicket because in second innings, uh, likes of Moin Ali, Keshav Maharaj and Nathan Lyon has succeeded on this ground. So, for sure, two spinners are uh, playing. Uh, maybe they could replace Siraj with Shardul as well. Uh, but Shami and Bumrah are uh, surely playing uh, next match. But overall, I feel... Ashwin is the one, but I would fancy playing uh, Sky in this match uh, for sure. Oh, I love you, Naman. I love Sky. I want if, if you're going to drop Rahani for anybody, bring Surya Kimiyadav in. He's a terrific player. Um, not, I'm not sure about his uh, his first class record though, Naman. Has he has he played much first class cricket? I mean, I only know him from the IPL. That's the that's only where I've seen him play. Is he uh, Anand Naman? Has he has he got extraordinary figures behind him to come in in Red Bull? He used to play, but since Ranji season has not happened uh, since last two years and uh, this year also it's not happening. They are planning next year, so not too much of red ball cricket. But uh, the kind of form he is in, he could become an X-factor and uh, if he and Pant gets going on the such kind of wicket, it's going to be a pure entertainment. Uh, uh, so, somewhere, uh, see, uh, he is part of the squad now. He has 
been successful in odis as well as t20s so why not give him an opportunity in uh, why uh, red ball cricket as well uh, who knows uh, uh, right now he is on sky so maybe he could provide uh, what india needs right now because this test match i feel that is very important uh, because the one who will win this match uh, will be on uh, like cloud 9 because uh, at least they are not losing this series uh, they will be uh, 2-1 ahead and with only one test match left so i just want india to uh, come up with their best lineup well just to remind you now man that could have been india ahead in league, couldn't it if they uh, if they won that test match and not been bowled out for 78 in the first innings um, the yeah. Rito, um, just a little bit of a dig there. Uh, Rito, um, looking at the Indian side, um, obviously you're an English badger, but you're over there in India. You've got more than a passing interest in this Indian side. How, how do you see it? What would you do to this eleven? Well, I think Rahane doesn't get dropped on this side because uh, only two test matches ago, he played an innings which probably won India that game. Without Rahane, 61, India were gone in that test match. Within the day before the game would have been over. So Rahane should play. And even if you remember the World Test Championship final, it was Rahane who played uh, uh, gritty 40 in the first innings when batsmen were getting out all around him. So Kohli needs his vice captain. And I think Rahane should get at least two more test matches. It's funny, isn't it, Rita? You get a 60. And although it looks good at the time, in that session, everybody's saying what an important knock this is. Two weeks later, everybody's forgotten a 60, haven't they? You, you need to register three figures these days for people to remember it, don't you? But a, a 61 can be just as important on one pitch as a 150 on another. Yeah, absolutely. That 61 probably can win in the other series in England now. And Rahane, yes, I do believe the gap between him playing meaningful innings is in, ever increasing. He needs to address that. But I don't think in the middle of an important series against England, India will, uh, Virat Kohli and Ravi Shastri will drop their vice-captain and, and that will send all wrong messages to the team. Cricket's a game played with balls. You've got to look after them in the field. Badges are furry creatures. My friends at Manscaped.com help you make sure it's neat and tidy down there. Oh, get rid of all that excess fur. Make sure that you're neat and tidy. Make sure everything's in the right order. Oh, I'm feeling all good now down in this set. Oh, Manscaped.com. Maximum skin-safe performance. Compact design. Advanced engineering. Ceramic blade. Waterproof. And it doesn't end there. Show you care by caring for your pair. Cleansers. Revivers. Preservers. Simply go to Manscaped.com. Quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com. Get on there now. My my team then, I, I put on Twitter earlier for India, Anand, was Rahul Sharma, no surprises, Pajara, Kohli, Rahani. Um, then I'd moved Jadeja and Pant around so that Jadeja was batting at six and, and Pant at seven. Ashwin coming in at number eight and then Shami, Bumrah and Siraj um, to follow in that 11. Um, obviously, you've, you've kind of come up with your different um, permutations of that. My England team was um, Burns, Hamid, Milan, Root. Um, so no change to the top four. Dan Lawrence coming in at number five. Johnny Bairstow taking the gloves at six. Um, Moen Ali, Chris Wokes, Ollie Robinson, Mark Wood and Jimmy Anderson. 
Um, quite a few responses to that. People saying what's Craig Overton done wrong um, in his uh, time in the England team in the Test match? Nothing. But I just think Mark Wood's ahead of him. Um, you know, Craig Overton's had one Test match. Mark Wood was ahead of him prior to that Test match. So why is he not ahead of him now? Just because he's been injured for one week. I mean, do, do you see that, Rita? Would what would be your um, your bowling attack for the Oval for England? Would you have Mark Wood coming straight back into the team? James, can I quickly touch upon that Ravi Ashwin thing? We're going back 10 minutes, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, uh, Mike Atherton asked Virat Kohli that question, whether he will go with, with 3 plus 2 or 4 plus 1. That's four seamers and one spinner. And Virat Kohli said that in England, we will always prefer 4 plus 1 because if we lose the toss and have a bowl first, then all of the bowlers are in the game. But with 3 plus 2, it's not possible. So, until or unless... Ravindra Jadija is ruled out of the fourth game. I don't see Ravi Ashwin coming into this uh, team. And coming back to Mark Wood. Yeah, well, no, you brought that up now. So we'll, we'll part Mark Wood for a second. Anand, how can you have? I think he's ranked second best bowler in the world at the minute. He's certainly the best spinner in the world at the moment. How on earth can India afford not to play our Ashwin? I think part of that is because of the brilliance of Ravi Jadija. What Jadeja provides is he provides quite a few overs that are, he's going to keep the batsman quiet. Jadeja, you know, if the pitch starts spinning a little, Jadeja is a very good spin bowler. Uh, the batting is certainly a bonus, and then the fielding is a bonus. So Jadeja, you know, in the words of our old selector, MK Prasad, is a 3D player. Uh, I think where Ashwin is struggling right now is, you know, Ashwin, if you think look back at his career, when he You'd first started... You'd be concerned if he was 2D, wouldn't you? Most human beings are 3D, aren't they? Very concerning if it's 2D. But uh, <laughs> I think the, the issue is that Ravi Ashwin's batting has sort of tailed off. And with the tail that we have, you know, you were joking about it. We got four number 11s, right? I think that's where Ravi Ashwin is 12s. now. Those are 13s, Anand. They're not even 11s, are they? Hey, I mean, did you see uh, the second test? Did you see Shami elevate himself from number twelve to number eleven? Come on! He, oh, he was like he was like sobers. I know. He he is. If there's a number eleven and he's the batting version of Gary Sobers, the number eleven. Clearly, it's 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 absolutely <laughs> there. But I think what's happened is with the the, tail, the only difference between Shami and Sobers is that Shami can't bowl spin. Th that's it. That's it. He's got everything else. He even has, if you look at his personality, from what I hear, he seems to be similar to Sobers. He's always smiling around and stuff like that. So I don't know. Uh, but, you know, how much can you depend on Shami, uh, Bumrah? How much can you depend on Ishant? We have clearly seen that. And that's where I think the discussion comes down is Ashwin's batting right now is not good enough. Now, that in all reality should not have any effect. But I think where Ashwin is competing, he's not competing with Jadeja. I think Ashwin is competing with that fourth seamer who is that only, it's only a, a matter of test matches ago going back to when england were in india that ashwin was clubbing 100 yeah I, I i think what has happened with ashwin is ashwin's a tinker and you've seen that with his bowling ashwin likes to come out with different variations and he's done the same thing with batting did you see his tweet he was trying to bat left-handed the other day ashwin likes to play around and if you look at his technique from when he first started playing test matches he was scoring test hundreds he's got i think what three or four test hundreds i think the, Ashwin has changed his technique. He has tweaked his technique to the point where now it's different. So I thought in the Australian tour he was coming back. And I really think they need to get Ashwin back in now again because uh, he does provide that point of difference. And, you know, between Shardul and Ashwin, if there was a straight-up competition in there, to me, Ashwin always wins that. So to me, Ashwin should always be in the in the squad. Uh, I think it's just looking at the permutations, combinations, figuring out what do we do with that long tail. 
Naman, uh, I mean, sort of same question to you about will number two bowler in, in our Ashwin. But if um, India don't win this series or even draw it and go home disappointed, not picking Ashwin opens up Kohli and Co to criticism, doesn't it? That they could do without because that's going to be if in, if India lose the last two test matches and they don't pick Ashwin, that's what's going to be thrown at them. Well, why didn't you pick the best spinner? I don't think that at all. And I certainly agree with the Kohli and Shastri that Ashwin was not picked in first three test matches because if you'll overall see, there was hardly any help to the spinners. And I'm sure if Ashwin would have played any of those test matches and he would, we would have come wicketless in any of the yeah, innings. Were we, talk, were we talking about the next two though, Nama? As I mentioned, he's surely going to play at least next matches for sure. Uh, because it is in Headingly Oval, as spinners are always going to help uh, get some assistance uh, on the pitch. And uh, it will be three fast bowlers plus two spinners. I'm pretty much sure on that. And uh, with uh, Malan also coming in and he is getting his touch and he is looking in good form uh, with Rory Burns as well. And uh, there are four left-handers as right uh, with Moin and also uh, Sam Curran right now. So, uh, for sure, Ashwin is going to come in uh, in the next match. I'm, I'm having no doubt irrespective. And uh, as you have correctly mentioned that he just hit a 100 when England had visited India in Ch Chennai. So, I am not doubting his batting skills at all uh, because uh, that... Whatever they are contributing, the lower order is a plus. You just cannot uh, blame them for betting whether they are doing it or not. If your top six are failing, uh, how can you expect them to always succeed and uh, contribute to the team? Whatever they are giving is an advantage uh, when it comes to betting. But uh, uh, it will be three fast bowlers plus two spinners uh, for me. Where were we, Rizak? Mark Wood. Mark Wood, continue. Yeah, uh, the problem with bringing Mark Wood back in, he doesn't have a great record in England. And the guy who replaced Mark Wood is Craig Overton. And he took six wickets, scored 32 of 42 balls when England were losing quick wickets and setting up that lead well beyond 350. So what do you do then to Mark Wood? Yes, Oval is the flattest pitch in England. It's a place where you need a bowler with a point of difference. Now with going with Anderson, Robinson, Vokes and Overton, you will have four very... Similar bowlers, so Mark Wood can be that difference, but I am uh, I am not Joe Root, and I don't know where, whether to take Mark Wood or Overton. I mean, the thing with the Oval, it's the only ground in England I've never been to, actually, the Oval. But and the thing with the Oval, by all accounts, is that it's not quite the the road, the the flattest track in England that it used to be. It does offer a little bit to the bowlers these days. If you look at the county scores. At the Oval, then it's not 600 plays 500 or, and, and, and things like that all the time. But I, I agree with you, Rita. I think if you look at the, the bowling attack, Mark Wood gives you something extra. And the one thing that the Oval might give you is a bit of bounce and a bit of pace. And Mark Wood's got that in abundance, hasn't he? If he can come in bowling at 93, 94 and getting bounce on hands, Indians batsmen aren't going to like that, are they? Absolutely. Now, I think Indian batsmen handle high pace very well, but still you want that point of difference. If you look at Anderson, you look at Robinson, you look at Vokes, they sort of bowl around the same pace. They're in the early 80s or whatnot, and they swing the ball, all three of them. Uh, you want somebody who's going to be slightly different. To me, Wood offers that point of difference. Even if he's bowling in, you know, he's following that Australian template of bowling like four overs, high pace, you know, take him off. So if Root can bowl him in short bursts, you have three other bowlers who are metronomes, these bowlers don't give that many runs away. 
So why not take Wood in? Overton, to me, is again a sort of similar bowler. Now, I know Overton doesn't swing the ball as much, but he does seam it and he's tall. But you get that with Robinson. So uh, to me, Wood makes a lot of sense. Get him in. Plus, I also think with England, you guys are always think about the ashes. You need Wood to get some bowling in, right? So Wood, to me, is going to be very key in Australia. Bowling 80 miles per hour, you know, having four bowlers to do 80 miles per hour, I think England's done that plenty of times before. So I think Wood adds a point of difference to this test match. And also, I think Wood adds the points of difference going forward as well. Uh, whether it was Archer or Wood, it would be good to have somebody with that higher elevated pace. How, how impressed have you been um, with Ollie Robinson? Very impressed. Uh, this guy has come in, you know, usually you see debutants, they walk into a test match and then they take some time to get used to things, right? He's not played that many tests. He has been very metronomical almost. He's been swinging the ball out, swinging it in, seaming the ball as well. He's been very good. The only thing, I, I know he's been, start, people are talking him up as a savior in Australia and whatnot. And uh, I think some folks have even compared him to Hazelwood. He might not have as much pace as Hazelwood does. But apart from that, this is a fine. Robinson has been really a point of difference, has bowled very well, has swung the ball. You know, there are times when Anderson has sort of gone flat and Robinson still keeping uh, keeping, keeping things tight. So I think, you know, Robinson, very impressive start to his career and looks like a fine, fine for England. There's that start, isn't there? That we talked about it yesterday on the podcast about Anderson prolific in the first innings of test matches, not quite so much so recently in the second innings of test matches. And that's when Robinson's standing up, which is great for England. Somebody else starting to put their hand up with the ball. But how about you, Naman? Who's been the most impressive for you in terms of England's bowling attack? Yes, and uh, what uh, impresses me of him is that he's a thinking bowler. It's not just that because ball is swinging and I have been given the new ball and yes, I have to just keep on bowling. He's a thinking bowler and he's studying the batsman quite nicely. And the uh, what plus point for him is that he also bowls the he swings on both the ends. There are he is also setting up the batsmen with too many in swingers or too many out swingers. If you will see, he was continuously bowling in swingers to Rahul. He has uh, for sure identified something with Rahul with those in swingers, and it was all out swingers to Pujara and Rahane. So he's a thinking bowler and he's learning a lot from Anderson. Is he had mentioned in the presentation also. So for sure, he's an asset uh, for. Uh, England for long term going into the Ashes series as well and is nicely supported uh, with the other bowlers as well. Uh, but uh, if I would bring Wood into this lineup, it would be in place of Curran. I would still play Craig Overton, uh, Robinson and Anderson and uh, bring in Wood or Sakib Mahmood uh, for the next uh, Test match. Yeah, Sakib Mahmood was close to my team. Obviously, my team doesn't get to play because, strangely enough, England don't listen to me. You are listening to the Cricket Badger podcast. Vito, in terms of England's bowling attack, they've done really well, haven't they? Considering they're missing Broad, they're missing Archer, they're missing Stone. They've had Wokes out of the series so far. Um, ben Stokes is obviously sitting out um, because of his, his mental well-being. They, they have basically lost a frontline international bowling attack, but still taking Indian wickets, which is pretty decent, isn't it, as an effort? Yeah, as an England supporter, I was always worried about post-Anderson and Broad, although Anderson is still playing, but Broad is out with an injury. And the future looks bright for England. The new boys have come in and they have impressed me. And Ollie Robinson, I have really been impressed with his skill and his temperament as well. After that Peter saga, he, he at one point he even thought he might not play for England again, but when he was selected again, he has come back into the team and he has just got back into the job. 
and um it's a little bit like the reverse of when india went to australia most recently isn't it they lost the, they went down in the series had a second or third team out came back and won it that's what england are doing to india in in england isn't it they've, they've gone down in the series they've come back and now leveled it and they've got a second string bowling attack it's, it's humiliating for india isn't it there's still anderson there you can't call it the second string <laughs> just yet you have the well you know i think the jury's probably out whether he's the greatest english bowler but he if he's not he's in the top two i would think you know uh, so that was, a little, that was a little bit like uh, introducing a film and saying it's an absolute rubbish cast with marlon brando's like exactly. head, the headline isn't it yeah exactly this guy's taking a wicket or two right so i i think anderson you know suddenly being there keeps everything I think, you know, he sets a tone for England. And uh, you've seen also, you know, even when he's not bowling, he's not as effective, you know, if the ball isn't swinging or whatnot, Anderson keeps the batsman quiet. That's one of the things that I think has changed in the last five, six, or almost eight, nine years with Anderson is he now knows how to bowl even when nothing's going to happen. Because earlier he would swing the ball and then he would go for runs. Well, that's not the case anymore. But if you look at the rest of the attack, you know, I think it really is sort of like, the Indian attack in Australia, you know, if you had just had Bumrah there or, you know, Ishan there playing all of these tests, you know, it would be very similar. Uh, these guys have done a wonderful job. I think Robinson, Overton, you know, really kudos to them. Uh, the one person who I think has sort of slipped a little is Sam Curran. And part of that might be uh, is that, you know, first of all, batters have figured him out and Curran just needs to, you know, maybe get a little more pace or, you know, really go back to just swinging the ball because that's that's really his key. So, uh, but the rest of the bowlers, absolutely impressive in what they've done. Let's round off for today then. It's just a little one to, to fill in before we come back tomorrow and start to properly look ahead to the the fourth test match. In terms of um, how happy you are, um, obviously, Rito England, Anand and Naman, both India, how happy are you with where your team is situated as we stand? The kind of health check, three tests into this five-test match series, Naman. How how pleased are you with where India are? Yeah, I'm happy. Uh, apart from the last performance in the first innings, overall India have given it back. And also in the first two tests as well, India has played nicely away from playing away from home and playing loads of test matches. It's just not... Uh, uh, you cannot expect 100% success every time. And uh, I'm really happy with the way boys are going, especially the bowlers. Yes, the middle order is struggling, but it's hard to judge during this COVID time, uh, staying in the bubble. And every time you ask them, these players to go on and uh, keep performing. But uh, what I am a bit disappointed is like uh, the rotation of players. Yes, I am not asking like expecting the players to get dropped, uh, likes of Rahane, Pujara. But overall, if you'll see the success in Australia as well, you were getting the flavours in every match. In one match, it was Sundar. In one match, it was Shardul. In one match, it was Siraj. When it was rotation of the players. Over here as well, because England are too good as a team to identify what this bowler has got uh, to offer. So, why not use the likes of Umesh Yadav or Shardul Thakur in every match just as an expector or a different flavour to just give to the opposition so that there is something new to offer. I am not a huge fan of the same level when you are playing away from home. Um, so, overall, I just want Kohli to rise up as a captain and also come up with a game plan against Root because I was totally disappointed uh, with how we tackled Joe Root uh, bowling Ishant and Jadeja for 12 straight overs after T. I mean, like Joe Root, uh, the kind of form he is in, it was just like a cakewalk. And uh, also, uh, as you might have seen, the amount of backfoot shots which India is not at all playing. Uh, I saw Root, I saw Hamid also play. Uh, like they are playing backfoot shots and more runs towards point 
which we are not at all seeing uh, from Indians and they are just bringing on their front foot ahead and it's just nicking. The pattern is same in all the test matches. So I want them to identify the small things. Uh, I'm not a great cricketer or uh, I feel that this, this is a small thing and it can be sorted out. That is why I'm a huge fan of Sky because he, he can score in every part of the ground, more on the back foot. And also Shaw as well over there because he hardly moves his feet. Uh, so, he could provide those kind of shots towards deep uh, square leg, uh, deep backward point and uh, point. So I'm not sure not moving your feet against the moving balls, the ideal the ideal platform though, Naman. But I did see your tweet um, about Coley and his dismissal, wasn't it, in the, in the second innings, I think, at, at Headingley, where he was basically propping forward, playing a ball outside the off stump. Whereas if you look at the likes of Joe Root, you look at um, the best of the English batsmen against the moving ball, they get very deep in the crease. They play it as late as possible. Yes, of course, there are. there is that um, example of going a bit further down the pitch to stop it, stop the late swing at times, which is a different tactic. But I don't think, I don't think going forward is and, and lunging at the ball like Coley was doing is necessarily the right thing. I think that was, that was a really good tweet, which is why I retweeted it and, and stuck it out there. Anand, what about you in terms of... Um, India at the moment. How happy are you? Is there anything making you really sad? I hope not. So there's there's two points as a points of references here. As a cricket fan, this is absolutely great because the series is oh. always that on a knife's yeah. edge, isn't it? It could go either way right now. And you look at two teams, both of these. Well, it's, teams, it's impossible to predict it, isn't it? it it's so anything, hard. Absolute anything could happen. Absolutely, and and you look at both of these teams, James. Both of them battle back after some inexplicable collapses. Like, so Eng- India went to Australia, got all out in 36, won the next test match. England has done that time and time again. You'll see they'll lose the first test match and they come back with a bang, right? So these two teams are teams that can battle back from adversity. I think momentum is a word that we really give, give a lot of stress to, but I don't know that is very applicable in today's, uh, you know, test landscape because teams seem to be able to fight back. Uh, so, you know, India, when they went 36 all out, everybody said, okay, we're going to lose all of the tests. India is going to just go down. That didn't happen, right? So I think this this series is really poised at a great place. I think one thing that where India is sort of lacking right now is a swing bowler. And uh, right now we have two swing bowlers in the squad. Because if you look at Shami and Bumrah, fantastic bowlers, but primarily seamers. Uh, Ishant can swing the ball. Ishant has, you know, in the second test, as Naman has talked about, you know, has looked a little off color, right? Ishant has not looked as good as he's been. But the man has been, if you look at the average and stuff like that, he matches up with James Anderson over the last four years, right? So he's been very good. Has he been off color right now? Yes, he has. So, I mean, if Ishant is not there, who's going to swing the ball? And I think that's where maybe you look at the Shardul, because Shardul can swing the ball. And the other person who swings the ball in the Indian landscape is Umesh Yadav. So maybe there are two options that they look at to say, okay, if we have a couple of seamers, do we bring in a swing bowler and take a look at Siraj and see whether Siraj or Siraj? Now, I love Siraj, but still, you got to figure that out. The thing that we are seeing right now is Indian, uh, the Indian pace bowlers are not as good as bowling in English conditions as the Englishmen are, which makes a lot of sense. But if you look at the English pace bowling attack, apart from Overton, everybody swings the ball. So maybe... Maybe, you know, that's where India is going to take a look at some of the tactics. I am not so much in favor of uh, Sky coming in. Sky averages 44 in first-class cricket. Well, before you, before you come back to that, um, we've got a couple of messages that have come in. Ah. Um, Abai Raj says he agrees with Naman. That's never been said on this podcast before, Naman. So congratulations. <laughs> he agrees with Naman. 
He, um, ride on Sky's form and confidence. Get him in there whilst he's uh, he's cock a hoop. But you don't agree with that, Alan? Yeah, I'm on the other side with that. Uh, not just yet. You know, Sky certainly has got a lot of form. You know, Sky can hit in unconventional places, as Naman is talking about. However, I still feel that if you're going with the next man up, the person in there is Vihari. Vihari has shown that he can play. Vihari should be the next man up. Yeah. Vihari can play the swinging ball. Vihari can play in the seeming ball. I would say Vihari comes in next, <laughs> not Sky. Doesn't, you know, this is not really a knock on Sky. Sky is a great, great batsman. But I still would take Vihari over Sky just now. That doesn't mean that that doesn't change as we go forward. My name is Jacob and I sent the Badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast, then tweet at cricket underscore badger. Vasanth has said um, he thinks that Virat missed a trick of not playing Shardle and Ashwin at Headingley. Um, Rita, do you think that's right? Well, I'm not sure. About, yeah, going back to the Russian thing, when he was going to bat first, then he must have really had two spinners in the attack. But Virat has other ideas, and he has over and over again said that he will stick to this one four plus one formula. And no one is, uh, Virat is adamant that no one is going to move Virat from that position, it seems. Vasant's also saying that he wants to have either Vihari or Mayank. Uh, I mean, Mayank would have started this Test Series if it hadn't been for that injury. Um, KL's come in and done really well in his absence. And Mayank's basically been sitting on the sidelines ever since, hasn't he? And, um, yeah, you wonder if Mayank might be the first point point of call um, to come in and, and cover. Um, Rita, moving on to you from an England perspective, how pleased are you with um, where England are? I mean, as Alan said, one of the one of the, my biggest bugbears, I think, with England is that they follow an absolute... They, they play rubbish... And they get slated. And then in the next test match, it's almost like they're sticking two fingers up at everybody saying, look at how we can actually play. You're all wrong for criticising us because we're actually really good test players. And then they don't follow that up the next time. The biggest test for England is coming off the back. And it was an immaculate performance ahead of me. There was very little England did wrong in Leeds. Now, can they back that up at Laws? That's that's the big question for me. Can they play that way? Sorry, at the Oval. Can they play that way again? Yeah, the term that's often used with England is bounce back ability. This team has done that in the past a lot. And um, firstly, talking about the performance in the third test, it was a complete performance from England. They, they didn't they didn't drop any catches. All the bowlers contributed. And the openers, they put on 135. What more can you ask from as an England fan? So I am very, very happy as an England fan. But looking ahead... At I, I couldn't believe it, Rita. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but I couldn't believe it, Rita. And I saw people, um, English fans on Twitter saying... They should have batted on longer. We should have got more than the 300-nod lead. And I was thinking, if you actually look at our, uh, England playing Test cricket over the last four years, how can you be disappointed with a 350 lead or whatever it was? I mean, how many times have we been at... How, we're never happy as England fans, I don't think. Never happy. The more you get, you ask for more. That's the problem with England fans. Mm. Yeah, looking ahead to the fourth and fifth Test matches, England will need to maintain the standard or even get better because India will get better, Holly has said. He's hurting from that performance in Headingley and he wants his team well, to get better. As Anand said there, I mean, India are just as capable of bouncing back after a bad performance as England are. So it was no surprise to me that England bounced back after the disappointments at Lords. But um, beware the wounded Coley kind of thing now, isn't it? Ahead of, uh, ahead of the Oval, Rita. Yeah, but I would hope that at home, England have got on one of those tricks where they were just good for the opposition. 
and they win the series from here on. That's just what I hope as an English fan. Let's go around the group then. One last question. We won a piece after three. We've got two more test matches to play. What will the score be after five test matches of this series? Naman, let's start with you. What's your prediction? Yeah, I'll stick with what I had uh, provided before the series started. It is 3-1 India. Oh, so you're still, yeah, you're still in, in with a shout there, aren't you? Anna, what was your prediction right at the start? So I always thought it would be 2-1 India, and part of that was because I thought a couple of my test matches are going to be dis uh, disrupted by raid. Well, so are, you, I think, are you changing your mind on that? Uh, I think we still might be in with a shout with that. It really depends on how the weather is. I haven't checked how, you know, is there is it going to rain or anything like that. But, uh, you know, we have had one test match disrupted by rain. Chances that we'll have one more certainly are possible. And I, I still think it's it's uh, the series is on a knife edge. But I think India just ekes it out. How about you, Risa? How do you, what was your prediction when we when we talked about it right at the start of the series? No, I wasn't on that preview part, James. So I didn't. Uh, well, what would it. what would it have been? You can make it up now. You can you can invent something that's very plausible. Yeah, I'm wearing my England top, so three one. I think. And do you, do you still see that as being a a, a real live possibility? Yeah, uh, looking ahead to the fourth test, it looks like Karen and Butler will miss out. Butler for other reasons and Karen for form, so. Walks and uh, extra batter will get in, and the and that England team will get even better. Although it looks near impossible to get better from that performance in the heading league. So, yeah, I hope I think that England will win the next few test matches as well. I um I think I went for an Indian series win on a few of the previews that I wrote. So uh, we'll see how we go with that. I I mean, as you indicated there, Anand, it is just a terrific series of cricket ever since. Um, I was looking forward to England going to India because I thought that was going to be an absolute cracker because England won the first one. It actually turned out to be a really entertaining test series as well, despite the fact that in India found it quite comfortable towards the end. Um, and ever since that test series, I've been looking forward to India coming back to England because obviously the conditions level the playing field a little bit, don't they? And it's uh, two very good teams going at each other. So really looking forward to the next two test matches. They come thick and fast and we'll be with you every single day on the Cricket Badger podcast as we go through England against India. Um, Amit, basically, one final point. We'll give Amit the, the last word. He says, this is a repeat of the 2014 series where we won in England, then lost everything after. So, uh, yeah, well, there you go. That's that's a nice, cheery way for Amit to, to finish the podcast off from that point of view. Thank you very much to Anant, Naman and Rito. As always, I'll see you all again soon. Thanks, everybody, for watching too at Cricket underscore Badger on the Twitter feed. And join us every single day as we go live on these podcasts. You can also then listen to them later as the uh, more traditional method. Just search for Cricket Badger podcast on Google and you'll find it. And we will see you very, very soon indeed. See you tomorrow. Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.